We said so I'm not here very often to give class. I thought I would give a class and cover the whole Bhagavad Gita. Make it for So I'm doing this in a certain way. There's four verses in the Bhagavad Gita, which has been described as Bhagavad Gita in a nutshell, and which Prabhupada has described as the four essential verses of the Bhagavad Gita. And this is in chapter 10, which is titled The Opulence of the Absolute. And 8, 9, 10, and 11. These are, Prabhupada says in the uh, purport of text 12 and 13, that these are the essential four verses of Bhagavad Gita. So we'll try to get through those four verses and a little bit afterwards, because Krishna speaks these four verses to Arjuna. And then Arjuna has a very interesting and telling, immediate response to them. And he's always there as the model hearer of the Bhagavad Gita. So how he responds is something that should give us a clue as how we should also respond. So these verses, uh, the essential verses, are core. And, and they're literally central because they're in the midpoint within the, at the 18 chapters of the Bhagavad Gita they show up right in the middle so they're literally they're, they're, they're central in that sense but they're central in the more important sense of the word that they give the very heart of Krishna's message in, in the Bhagavad Gita so we have this extraordinary disclosure in 8 and 11 and then we get Arjuna's exemplary response in 12 and 13 so this, this occurs in the 10th chapter. It's called the opulences of the absolute. Krishna's vibhuti, his extraordinary opulences uh, and, and power. And, but we, we can also take this, this is Prabhupada's title for the chapter, the opulences of the absolute. As in the context, these four verses really tell us about not just what Krishna says, but the relationship that, we, that Krishna talks about between himself and his devotees. And that's one of his greatest vibhutis, uh, that relationship. Uh, so I'll just start uh, going through. I'm starting with text 8, if you have a copy or something you can follow along. But 8 goes like this. Aham sarvasya prabhaho I am the source of all spiritual and material worlds. Everything emanates from me. The wise who perfectly know this engage in my devotional service and worship me with all their hearts. Now, here, when you look at this verse, uh, it may seem to be uh, about Krishna, because right away you have three words for the personal first-person pronoun: huh? the aham, mataha, and mam. Nominative, adjective, and genitive uh, ways of Krishna referring to himself: aham sarvasa prabhavaha, mata sarvam pravartate, iti bhajanti mam. You see all that, but actually he's talking about his devotees. This is how his devotees think of him. Is really the topic is his devotees. They, they, the first two verses are about the attitude or the, the way that devotees think of Krishna. And the last second two verses are about how Krishna responds to this from the devotees. So you have a, a, a nice pairing here. Two symmetrical verses, the devotees' attitude toward Krishna or how they think about Krishna and then what Krishna does in exchange. So this is about a relationship. They like this toward me, and I like this toward them. So when he says, he says, I am the source of all spiritual 
and material worlds. He says sarvasya, aham sarvasya, uh, prabhavaha. I mean, this is Krishna as the absolute truth, the generating source of everything. The, this janmadasya yataha, which defines Brahman in the absolute, that from which everything comes. So Krishna says, aham sarvasya prabhavaha. I am the generating source of everything. Prabhupada says, spiritual and material. Just so long as you know the scope of everything is actually everything. <laughs> the spiritual and material worlds. I am the source of generation of that. And then emphasizing it, Mata Sarvam, from me all Pravartate uh, emanates. So again he says that I am the source and everything comes from me. Iti Matva, knowing uh, this, knowing this, thinking like this, Bajante uh, Mam, they worship me, they become devoted to me. Uh, that is to say, he's talking about uh, who does this? Buddha. Those who are wise. There's a Sanskrit uh, verb, bud, meaning to know or to be wise. It's where the word Buddha comes from, for Lord Buddha. And here, Buddha, those who are wise, those who are enlightened, they know this. And then they, bhajante mam, they worship me. Bhava samandita. Uh, well, uh, you notice here, Prabhupada says, uh, uh, in the word for word, with great attention. And then in the running translation, worship me with all their hearts. Uh, uh, so you have this word, bhava uh, samandita, with all their hearts, with great attention. And of course, we recognize the word bhava as a term used for ecstasy. If you look at the nectar devotion, it's actually a technical technical term. Before the final stage of Krishna prema, there's bhava, devotional ecstasies that make your hair stand on end and your hands shake and your eyes fill with water. That intense kind of emotion that you get these physical <coughs> reactions to it. Uh, so here, uh, that's then described their first thing. They worship me, Buddha Bhava Samanita, very, very deeply. Uh, and, and it's described those people as people who are smart. Because this is actually telling us how to be intelligent. You'll see the word for intelligence comes up in these verses. It's telling us how to be intelligent. And you will not find this and in most of the university courses telling you how to be smart because uh, they don't really know. Uh, it's a kind of highly developed ignorance. <laughs> so, big, 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 big uh, anyway, we're, we're, uh, we'll see. And, by the way, because of this uh, first two padas, first two lines where Krishna talks about himself as the source of everything, Prabhupada talks about a learned scholar who studies the Vedas, and he has in his uh, purport, which I won't go through here, uh, six quotations from various Upanishads. Uh, 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 so that if you want to know there's any uh, backup for this claim, he goes through quite a few of them, and a long, long purport. But then Krishna continues uh, with his description of the devote, devotees, and really what he now describes in the next verse is the characteristics of this bhava samangita endowed with bhava or with great uh, feeling and attention? Uh, so he says, this is how the devotees are. Manchitta, and again he's talking about himself, but about their attitude toward him. Manchitta, matgata prana, bodayanta, parasparam, kantayantaschimam nityam, tushanticha, ramantecha. Uh, so, uh, as Prabhupada translates it, the thoughts of my pure devotees dwell in me. Uh, their lives are fully devoted to my service. And they derive great satisfaction and bliss from always enlightening one another and conversing about me. So this is again about the devotees. But now the relationship is first between Krishna and the devotees and now also about the devotees among themselves. Too. It's ex expanded uh, 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 a little bit. So, Manchitta, 
those, those who are intelligent, those who are Buddha, uh, uh, their matchitta, their their minds have gone to me. You could say matchitta. Their, their, their minds are absorbed in me, he says here. The thoughts of my pure devotees uh, dwell in me. Madgata Pana. So, but it's not just a, a, a kind of uh, intellectual uh, absorption. It's, it's Madgata Prana. You know, the word prana for life force. Uh, the, 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 the prana, the vital energy uh, that's especially... Uh, that makes uh, it, it, we we have two sense uh, we have two our bodies are kind of a organized array of two sets of instruments instruments of perception by which the, we perceive the world it comes into us and the instruments of action hands uh, speech and legs these are our other sets the the the, uh, the knowledge acquiring instruments and the instruments of, of uh, action. Um, uh, uh, so both of, the, all of that run on prana. Uh, so inherently here, they're, 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 their vital energy, matgata, uh, prana, their whole life is, is given over to me. Uh, uh, it says here, that's why I say they, Full, their lives are fully devoted to my service, is how Prabhupada uh, translates this idea. Uh, but it means, you know, the, the, the two sets of the, they're called the karmindriya, the instruments of action, and the gyanindriya, the instruments of knowledge. All of these, both sets, are uh, uh, absorbed in Krishna. But then the next thing uh, 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 that they do is bodhiyanta parasparam. They enlighten one another. Uh, we had Buddha, and from the same uh, root idea, this bodhiyanti, causing to be enlightened. Those who they, they, you think if they're enlightened, why do they have to be cause each other to enlighten? Because enlightenment about Krishna has no upper limit. It's always going more and more. It's always increasing. Uh, you're dealing with Krishna, and there's always more to know and more to find out. Uh, always novel, always new, always fresh, never boring. Uh, uh, after a while, you look at anything too much in the material world, you get sick of it and have to go on to something else. But this is not the case with, 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 with Krishna. So they're, they, they are uh, 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 enlightening one another, or he says in the word for word here, preaching, <laughs> uh, enlightening one another. Uh, and 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 talking, uh, discussing about me. This is what we call Krishna Kata. Talking about Krishna, uh, they can't stop talking about Krishna. Uh, uh, you you find something in the world that's very wonderful. You, you want to you know, go right on Facebook and tell everybody about it, and and, and so on. So Krishna, when the, when you're Connect with Krishna. This is you can't stop talking uh, like this. So there, kantiyastatamam uh, nitya. The word nitya, of course, it can mean e- eternal, uh, but it it, it 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 also means regularly, or uh, either on a regular basis or every day or something like that. You know, they're always doing it. Uh, and because of that, tushanti cha brahmanti cha, they become pleased, uh, great satisfaction, and enjoy transcendental bliss. Uh, uh, Prabhupada, when he comments on this verse, he says that the spiritual pleasure relished by devotees uh, happens in two stages: in practice, what he calls sadhana bhakti, and in perfection, sadhya bhakti. In the preliminary stage, the stage of practice, the activities themselves are satisfying. Just to hear, chant, remember, serve in the temple, and so on. All these, these activities in themselves are, 
because they are being done for Krishna are intrinsically very satisfying and they give you a great deal of happiness and satisfaction to do it. Uh, and then in what Prabhupada calls the mature stage, he, as he puts it, the devotees are transported by transcendent spiritual ecstasies in immediate association with Krishna. Uh, uh, for example, our principle is that for, uh, because Krishna is absolute, abhinatva nama namanaha, there is no difference between the name and that which is named. It says, Nama Chintamani Krishna Chaitanya Rasa. The name of Krishna is full of all transcendental opulences. It is full, it is complete. Why does it have all these characteristics? On account of this, there is no difference between the name and that which is named. Because here in the material world, the name is one thing. Uh, the object being or subject being named is something else. But there in the spiritual world, so Krishna is there in his name. Uh, we can't perceive his name. We don't see it. It's not revealed to our material senses. But by the practice of devotional service, the senses become clarified. And then we actually experience this oneness between Krishna and Krishna's name. So that it, we become direct association with Krishna. The same with the deities. Krishna and Krishna's picture or Krishna and Krishna's statue are the same. And when one comes into the mature stage, there's full awareness of this. And there's no difference between being here and being in the spiritual world because uh, Krishna is there. And so the activities of the devotees are absolute. And there's really no difference between the end and the mean. In the material world, there's a difference. There's an end is one thing and the means is something else. Uh, you work, uh, you work at, 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 in an office all, all week long uh, for so many weeks so that the end, you can now go on vacation and go somewhere, is a completely different thing. Uh, and, and, and so we always have this difference between the end and the means. And then your vacation's over, ups, then it's back to work again. And, save up some more money to get something else. But, so it's not satisfying. But in spiritual life, these are both the same. So anyway, that's his discussion of the devotees, what they do. So now, uh, in text 10, how he reciprocates with those devotees who are acting like this, what he does uh, to them. And both the next two verses, text 10 and text 11, begin with the word teshan, unto them. Both verses, teshan, teshan. Uh, 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 so this is why he's saying now, this is how he reciprocates. And it's, uh, it's uh, 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 emphasized by the use of the same word to, to start each verse. So ten goes, Tesham Satata Yuktanam, Bajatam Pritipurvakam, Tadami Buddhiyodantam, Yenamam Upayantate. Unto those people who are constantly devoted to serving me with love, I give the understanding by which they can come to me. So these are unto them who are Satata Yuktanam. Yukta means connected. Literally, yoga, yuk. Uh, uh, joined uh, uh, so those people who are joined to me in this way all the time in, in, the, in this way they're linked to me bhajatam priti purvakam they're doing devotional service uh, uh, and Prabhupada translates priti purvakam uh, in the word for word as in loving ecstasy You'll find that many times Prabhupada uh, translates a verse many times. One, he has this word-for-word -word meaning. Then there's the running translation. Then when he goes over the purport, there'll be yet another to, to, to give the full meaning of these, uh, these ideas. So this is to these people. And again, he describes them, Sapati Yuktanam. In this way, they're always engaged. And in this way, they're serving me with love. He says, Dadami, 
This is first person sing singular, I give. Uh, buddhi yoga tam, I give them the buddhi yoga. Very interesting word, buddhi yoga. Here Prabhupada translates understanding. Uh, and by this buddhi yoga, yenamam payate, they can come to me. Uh, I give them the, uh, and, and Prabhupada comments on this idea of uh, buddhi yoga. He calls it understanding in the running translation, in the word for word, real intelligence. So this is, we, we have that word buddh, and here buddhi is another word. Another time it shows up for this idea of intelligence. Uh, and this idea, this, this compound, buddhi yoga, was introduced in the second chapter of the Bhagavad Gita, the text 39. Uh, this, this, uh, uh, so, the, so we have to understand this, uh, this uh, idea of buddhi. Because when we think of it in English, we say the word intelligence, we usually, you know, something that you can take a test to get a score, you know. Oh, your IQ score is 115 and bright normal or something, you know, they, they, but it's, it's, it's different because, because it, it, in the, the understanding uh, uh, in, in, in Sankhya philosophy uh, is that in the West we, we just say mind uh, and we don't really know what the mind is. So thinking, feeling, and willing, maybe there's going on some kind of ghost in the machine, one philosopher call, called it, you know. And there's, there's no really clear idea of the difference between the, the, the mind and the soul. They're sometimes used in, interchangeably. But in Sankhya, there's the, 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 I have this, this body that we see. This is the uh, 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 gross body, Stula Shavira, the gross body, and in a shuksma sharira, a subtle mind. Subtle means harder to perceive. And this is this is the, the the this subtle body is actually manas, buddhi, and ahankara. It has three divisions. Uh, 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 manas is mind. Buddhi is uh, translated as intelligence, and ahankara is my idea of myself my self-conception, in, in most cases the wrong idea of myself. So Prabhupada, Ahankara translates it as false ego, my, that I, my self-identification with the body and the mind. The, the entry-level uh, spiritual philosophy in the Vedas, Aham Brahmasmi, I am spirit. And the corollary is I'm not matter. And not matter means I'm not the mind, and I'm not the gross body, and I'm not the subtle body. The, the, the subtle body is the not-self. So I'm sort of like a coconut with a couple of shells around me. I'm in the middle, the soul, and then I've got the subtle covering and then the gross covering. Right? So buddhi is this idea of intelligence, which is, which is higher and more powerful than mind. And, and, and uh, the activity of the mind are thinking, feeling, and willing. But the function of buddhi is to control and direct the mind so that we can engage in long-term goal-directed activity. Uh, uh, buddhi governs the functions of acknowledgement, of recognition, of doubt. These are explained in, uh, elsewhere in the Bhagavad Gita. This is, this is buddhi. It's the faculty of discrimination. It governs what we call mindsets or mental paradigms, whole ways of looking at things. Uh, uh, in, in science, uh, one historian has said that there's been paradigm shifts in science where they have one way of looking at the world and they get a whole other theory and they look at the world a whole other way. This is a paradigm shift. The whole mindset changes. Uh, and so sometimes when you have a real conversion experience of one kind or another, this is happening on the level of, uh, of buddhi. And a lot of times in the Bhagavad Gita, uh, Krishna consciousness, the a devotional service, is called buddhi yoga. It's the, the treatment uh, of buddhi, or connecting the, uh, 
buddhi, because ultimately, buddhi is the agent for the correct placement of faith, or the incorrect placement of faith. Now you may think, oh, I don't, I just go by knowledge. I don't have any faith, but that's nonsense. Everybody has some faith. Uh, uh, you, so you have to recognize that all processes of knowledge uh, rest on some act, act of faith. I, I, I've met skeptics who rigorously doubt everything, but the one thing they're not skeptical of is their own skepticism. <laughs> of that they have faith. I said, if you're a real skeptic, then you have to doubt your own doubting. <laughs> so some, everywhere somebody has got actually some acknowledged or unacknowledged act of faith. Uh, and that activity of placing the faith, this is actually buddhi. And that, that, that we should understand uh, this. And this word, buddhi, comes from that same Sanskrit verbal root, to be awake, to know, buddha. So does the word Buddha in text 8, Bodhiyanti in text 9. Uh, 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 and and, and this is so much more sophisticated than I, I spent a lot of times in university studying Western philosophy. So much more sophisticated than almost all of them. Few of them ever come to the level of dealing with buddhi. Once in a while they do, but then they don't know where to go with that. But here, so here Krishna says, the dhami buddhi yogam tam. I give them. Because Prabhupada has described buddhi elsewhere uh, that, that uh, that, that Krishna, uh, the way he uh, directs a devotee, either toward him or away from him, is through buddhi. This is in the Bhagavad Gita in, in, in 1515. He says, I am seated in everyone's heart, and from me becomes remembrance, knowledge, and forgetfulness. From me, mataha, from me. Smitri, remembrance. Jnanam, knowledge, and pohanam. Learning means pushing aside. And, and, and uh, as Prabhupada describes this verse, he says, in the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna states that he is seated in everyone's heart as the super soul, and that by his will, a man can remember, and by his will, a man can forget. If we want to forget Krishna and enjoy the material world, he will give us the necessary intelligence so that we can forget him for good. <laughs> so he, when we want to come to Krishna, we turn toward him, then Krishna gives that facility. If you really want to say there is no God, there isn't, you know, I can prove it, that's Krishna giving you the brains to do that too, if that's what you want to do. Uh, and this is an interesting feature of the Bhagavad Gita. And even Ralph Waldo Emerson, who read an early English translation of the Bhagavad Gita and wrote a poem about it, uh, describing uh, uh, Krishna, he said, When they me fly, uh, I am the wings. When they fly away from me, I am the wings. <laughs> Picked up on this from, uh, from, from this verse. So therefore, Prabhupada in the Bhagavad Gita refers to buddhi as the form direction of the super-soul. Uh, that, that form of the, the buddhi is the form in which the super-soul gives us direction. Uh, and that's a, if you look throughout the Bhagavad Gita, you'll find this buddhi-yoga is a theme beginning from the second chapter uh, all the way out here. So in the form of buddhi-yoga, Krishna guides the committed devotee to himself. And that devotee, even early in, in his or her spiritual journey, can distinctly perceive that loving direction and become filled with joy and gratitude. You can see, you can see Krishna at work. That's what is one of the wonderful things about Krishna consciousness. You can start to see something happening. Something is guiding and directing your attention. Sometimes it's not subtle. Uh, uh, and there's a pattern of coincidence you find yourself running into devotees everywhere or whatever <laughs> when you try to avoid them. <laughs> uh, 
and uh, you, you can see that that, that Krishna is making arrangement uh, to bring uh, bring us to them. So he says here that I give that these people they want to come to me. They're they're interested in me. So then I, I pray I pave the way that they can actually come to me. That means see Krishna, experience Krishna directly. He's he's situated in our hearts. He's he's with us. And our relationship with Krishna is actually much more intimate than relationship with our own body and our mind. We are spirit, our body, our mind, material. Krishna is spirit. We we he is we are Atma. He is Paramatma. He's the self of the self. That means when we begin to become conscious of Krishna. We can no more doubt his existence than we can doubt our own. Go ahead, try to doubt your own existence. Just try for a minute. Not possible, is it? You can't do it. Because who's doubting, right? So it's the same with Krishna. Because we're part and parcel of Krishna. And that's why in devotional service, you get a conviction that most people don't have. And materialists say, how can you be so sure? Because they don't have this kind of experience. Where, because here in this world, we are spirit, but everything we know is material. But when it comes to knowledge of Krishna, the knower is spirit, and that which is known is spirit. We are the same nature. And we are part of Krishna. And that becomes revealed to us. The garbage gets cleaned out of our consciousness. And that's what the next verse uh, happens. Uh... So now Krishna, in, in text 11, how he gives us this uh, Buddha yoga. He says here, in text 11, Tesham evanukampartam maham ajnana jam tamaha nashayasyam yatma bhavosto jnana vasataha. Prabhupada translates it like this, to show them special mercy, I dwelling in their hearts, Destroy with the shining lamp of knowledge the darkness born of ignorance. Uh, that's what he does. Tesham, uh, uh, for them, uh, again, uh, mention that. Anukampartam, uh, for the purpose, the artha of giving. Eva anukampartam, special mercy. Anukampartam is mercy, and he says Eva, that emphasizes this special mercy. And then, then he says, I, aham, uh, and then because Sanskrit word order is, can be anything you want it to be, it doesn't, uh, the, the verb comes a little later, nashayami, I destroy. To show them special mercy, I destroy uh, this tamaha, darkness, uh, agyana jam born of ignorance. Uh, how does he do it? Because he says, Atma Bhavos, though, sitting inside their hearts, or their very being, Atma Bhavos, though, uh, uh, situated there, I, I do it with the Jnana Dipena Basvataha, by means of the Jnana Dipa, the light of knowledge that's shining. Something you become enlightened. And he does it from inside uh, the hearts. Uh, shows them special mercy. And so Prabhupada points out uh, in the purport uh, that by our own effort, we'll never be able to understand Krishna. Actually, by our own efforts, we can hardly understand anything. Every scientist, material scientist, worthy of the, his name, really knows we don't know anything. And then most of what we do is guesswork, and everything that we believe now will turn out to be in 50 or 100 years wrong. Because even this material world is so complicated and uh, difficult to understand, and we don't really know anything. Of course, if you want to get grant money, you have to claim knowledge, but you know, <laughs> that's a professional secret. <laughs> How much we don't know. Uh, and so you've got to make it, uh, make it otherwise. But this is a... This is, so how are you going to understand Krishna? I mean, he's way above our pay grade, uh, but but he he becomes known. Uh, 
because if he wants to do it, you can. You can uh, and it's very, very interesting because here's the, the path of spiritual knowledge. Because, because Krishna is that from which everything comes. Uh, so there's a definition of the absolute truth of Krishna. In, in the Upanishads, it's described as that which being known, all other things become known. So you, you, you may turn your vision away from the world and worldly knowledge, go to Krishna. When you see Krishna, then again, the world comes back. It, as it is in relationship with Krishna. Uh, that world is a different world from the world of ignorance. But uh, uh, it's not rejected uh, at, at all. So here, uh, this uh, relationship is given between Krishna and the devotee. Notice there's a relationship between love and knowledge. Be because you don't know about anything unless you pay attention to it. If you're interested. That's the first thing. If you're not interested, you don't know anything about it. If you get, somehow get interested in butterflies or rocks, you can become a leptologist or a... Uh, Geologist or something, because you're interested, you know. Uh, 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 so if you become interested in Krishna, then uh, that interest increases and love increases. And, and, and the, the height of interest is love. And then you really find out about something. So Krishna, as attention to Krishna increases, knowledge increases. So... Here's Krishna's response. I mean, here's Arjuna's response. When he hears this from, uh, from Krishna, uh, Arjuna says, Param Brahma, Param Dhamma. You know, immediately, you are the Supreme Brahman, the Absolute Truth, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the ultimate abode, the purest. He says all these things. You're an eternal, transcendental, original person, the unborn, the greatest. This is his response. He's been enlightened. It's happened right while Krishna's talking about it. He does it to Arjuna. Right? And so this is, this is here in the 10th chapter. You know, you, later on you see, you know, the universal form is displayed and all that stuff, the sort of dramatic center of the Bhagavad Gita. But even before all that stuff, here uh, Arjuna has said, uh, uh, you are the supreme personality of Godhead, the ultimate abode, the purest, the absolute truth. You are the eternal, transcendental, original purpose person, the unborn, the greatest. All the great sages such as Narada, Asita, Devala, and Vyas confirm this truth about you. So it's not just, you know, he's the only one that knows it. Uh, and now you yourself are declaring it. Uh, 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 to me. Uh, oh Krishna, I totally accept as truth all that you have told me. And so that's his, that's his res response to uh, being enlightened. So, so this is the uh, essence of the, the central verses of the Bhagavad Gita in four, in four verses. And uh, I've just gone through it quickly. You can go back and read Prabhupada's complete uh, purport and uh, think about it a lot. Uh, and uh, then uh, uh, we have all direction how to proceed toward Krishna. Uh, Krishna is available. I once had a professor, I was studying uh, religion in graduate school, religious studies. And I had one professor who said something. This is before I ever met devotees. He said, uh, the issue isn't whether or not God exists. He says, the issue is, is God available? <laughs> and I thought, you know, that sounds true. How is God available? Because, you know, uh, if he exists and not available, what difference does it make? Uh, and if he's available, that solves the existence <laughs> question automatically. And I had this in mind, you know, and then when I, uh, a year or so later, I encountered devotees for the first time and understood what Krishna consciousness, oh, this is how God is available. 
this is how he, he, he comes and, 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 uh, and uh, gives himself uh, uh, to us. And I was one of these people who at that time, I didn't really believe in God, but I was praying to the God I didn't believe in to give me faith. <laughs> I said, this is weird. <laughs> you know, not really happening. And so, one, oh, suddenly you there. So uh, we ought to stop now. Th- those are the four verses. If you get a chance, please sit down and read them again uh, and think about them. And uh, any have any questions or comments? I'm here to answer them. Yeah, Harry? Yes, you said we should follow what we What? We said we should hear as a junior Krishna's instructions in the meeting. Uh, and in the conclusion, Krishna says, just surrender to him, abandon all other rights. And he says earlier that learn the truth by approach to the spiritual master. So my question is that even with understanding these points, I, I, I often feel that without without taking the mercy of Lord Chaitanya, it is not still is not available for me to follow Krishna's process. Well that's how he is available. Krishna is available because because there are devotees bring him? Uh, to, to me, the answer was, you know, the, 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 when I found out uh, that uh, I could just, I w- went to the temple and I, uh, uh, my first time I ever went to the temple, there was a very heavy-duty lecture about the four regular principles of Krishna consciousness. <laughs> Although I thought, wow, they're telling the truth, because I've studied enough religions to know that <laughs> these are actually pretty universal principles. Uh, uh, and, uh, very heavy about it, uh, and, and uh, he said, "But you can't give up material because because the trouble with material enjoyment is it makes you stupid. <laughs> it really does. It makes it makes you stupid. Uh, 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 and uh, 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 the devotee was explaining that that uh, that uh, that that." By chanting Hare Krishna, uh, we will lose our taste for material enjoyment and we'll come directly into contact with Krishna. That we have to give our senses spiritual engagement. Uh, I, I, I had, I think, four courses in Hinduism in the university. And this idea of giving the senses spiritual engagement was a brand new idea. <laughs> because every time I had a course on Hinduism, who was preaching the Ram Krishna mission version of Advaita Vedanta. And that was what everybody thought was Hinduism. You know. Later they found out they were wrong, but anyway, it was that, that was what was the first big influence in America. Uh, and the idea of giving your sense of spiritual engagement is, is not there in the Advaita uh, 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 philosophy. Uh, so I thought, well, that's a new idea. Let me try it. Because he was talking about chanting, you know, you have to it starts with the tongue. He says you have to chant and only eat Krishna prasad, offer all your food to Krishna. Uh, I was already a vegetarian anyway, which is very unusual in those days. But Sadami and I, my wife and I, we were married before we were devotees, and just become vegetarians because it seemed cleaner and neater, and you know, no, no particular reason. So the guy said, you know, you should just chant to, to, to chant. Well, let me see what happens. Let me do it and see what happens. Well, I, it seemed pretty harmless. So we were taking some pretty heavy-duty drugs in those days for spiritual realization. So like a, a set of wooden beads and, you know, three names didn't seem like very dangerous. <laughs> so I got a set of beads and they taught me how to chant. And I went home to chant. And... To my surprise, my material desires begin to decrease. Just by, just by the, this chanting. I was like, uh, uh, and then I go, wow, this is really interesting. You know, this is actually working. In fact, I got a little scared because I didn't know what to do with myself. <laughs> uh, and then, but, but I could see immediately it was efficacious. So that's how God was available. And I began, I began to understand. And then as my material desires began to 
uh, de decrease. You know, the, the modes of passion, the modes of ignorance go away, and then gradually, you know, the, because when the, when the sattva guna is there, you can begin to understand spiritual philosophy. People don't know this. That, that our, our standard of advancement today is the standard of the mode of passion. That's what advanced is. And that's why Donald Trump is an advanced person. <laughs> because he's advanced according to that standard. He'll tell you I'm successful. Uh, uh, so, but our standard is the standard of the mode of goodness, and it's hardly ever taught anywhere. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a lost idea. Uh, so that that's how Krishna be, becomes available, uh, and I, 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 I gradually knew he was available. Uh, the devotees were weird. Uh, I wasn't quite sure uh, that it would be very strange, but. Uh, to me, uh, and especially I didn't know about the philosophy, but then, you know, the book came out, Prabhupada's translation, Isha Upanishad, <coughs> which I already read in three different classes. <coughs> Nobody knew what it meant. And here was Prabhupada in very plain, simple, non-academic English. All of a sudden I realized he understands the Isha Upanishad. Nobody else did, and I was like, I was amazed by how profound it was in simple language and how did these devotees have such a thing to give to other people? Where did they get it? You know, so that's, anyway, here I am, so so many years later. Uh, and I've never been disappointed in the philosophy of Krishna consciousness. So it, 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 as soon as we actually become serious to make advancement in Krishna consciousness, we should, we should show Krishna that we are serious. We should take some step. We should do the next thing. My, my experience is that Krishna will always let you know what's the next step. Now, if you don't take it, well, then you'll be stuck. But if you take that next step, then he'll let you know the next step. And then the path will open up. Because as this, these four verses, you see there's a... There's a relationship and there's a reciprocation and he's looking for us to come to him and just sit down and chant japa uh, and keep the mind from being distracted. When we chant japa, we fix the mind on Krishna. It wants to go away, doesn't it? Because it's been doing that for a very long time, many births. It wants to go away. You bring it back. We're at least showing Krishna that we're interested. And when Krishna sees that we're interested enough to keep trying and to control our mind, which doesn't want to be a devotee, even though I want to be one, then Krishna gives us buddhi yoga. He gives us the determination and the direction and the encouragement by which we come to him. And as we go toward him, he's moving toward us. It's not just a one-way journey that Krishna's standing here and we're going there. This like this. The faster we go, the faster he goes. And you'll see it. And that's the wonderful thing about these verses is the fact that a devotee experiences the action of Krishna and in the presence of Krishna. Uh, indubitably. You can't doubt it. That's a fact. Yes? This is a question about terminology. Uh -huh. <clears throat> you just described Buddha Also works on a lower level, you know, just the phenomena of recognition is, is buddhi. That I see something, some pattern of cultures, and then I recognize it as some as something. So that that's that's intelligence how intelligence works on a lower level. Yeah, it works on it works on a lower level. Just 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 to, to govern the phenomena of recognition. How do we recognize something? But then it has, it has these other functions of, 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 uh, of determining entire mindsets and those particular kind of naked, naked decisions which look like leaps of faith sometimes. So if you have, just a further if you have, um, um, if, if Krishna is 
this directly restored my other protesters from the Beyonce, and that's the court considered to come to me. Yeah, that's right. Well, that's what you do. Just one last thing, mm -hmm. separate question. You were saying that, I think you were saying that in these four nutshell verses, that one? In the four nutshell verses. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So is, is eight and nine is like pushing reciprocating the nine and ten? Yeah. Eight and nine are the devotees, what their attitude or the uh, way they deal with Krishna, and then how Krishna reciprocates uh, with the devotees. It's nine and ten. Nine and ten, yeah. Eight, nine, ten, eleven. So eight, eight, and, eight and nine, the devotees, and ten and eleven, Krishna. And then twelve is Arjuna's response to the whole thing. Twelve and thirteen. Yeah. How do we know that we are approaching Krishna? We are chanting. Um, I mean, how far do we go? We realize that we may be chanting. Um, we may be making mistakes in chanting. You know, sometimes you know, we thinking about Krishna and then to concentrate on the mantra or just that Krishna. And uh, how do we know we are really getting closer to Krishna? Well, if you get close to Krishna, you, you should find that material desires are, are decreasing and your interest in Krishna is increasing. At first you may not see Krishna, but it, 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 as your consciousness becomes purified, when you, it'll be a different experience when you pick up the Bhagavad Gita and read it. You'll, 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 you'll see how Krishna is talking to you personally. He'll, he'll let you know. Uh, you'll find out sometimes you'll open a book, one of, one of Prabhupada's books, and just what you need to know is right there. Sometimes there's a pattern of what looks like coincidence. Uh, you can see that. Uh, so you become more and more attached to spirit and more and more detached from matter. That's, that's the original sign of advancement. Uh, and when that happens, you know, you, you, uh, sometimes we get a little frightened. Uh, we, we think maybe, uh, it's like, like me, you know, like, like when I started to get interested in Krishna consciousness, all the people that I, for years were my friends were no longer so interesting anymore and I was certainly not interesting to them. And I had to make a big change in the kinds of my association. So sometimes you may be reluctant to do that, and then you slow down again a little bit, you know. So, so you have to have some confidence in Krishna. You recognize this. This is this is the direction I'm going in. And if we're honest with ourselves, we'll see what what Krishna wants us to do. And if you just say, Krishna, what what do I have to do next? So please show me. Please show me. And if Krishna has the idea that you really want to do it, you'll know. And it won't be subtle. I guarantee it. And sometimes it does things by force, which is a little abrupt, but that's what it'll do. You know? <laughs> Pull out the rug out from under you somewhere. <laughs> like that. Yeah. And it's best if you also, you know, if you're not even by yourself, you have the guidance of somebody who's more advanced in Krishna consciousness to help you along the way and, and talk about particular uh, issues that may come up and what you should do. That's, that's why we have devotees uh, to help us. We need to treat a Prabhupada to understand the Bhagavad Gita. I mean, I had read the Bhagavad Gita so many times before I, I got, got a hold of Prabhupada's Bhagavad Gita. Actually, I was reading one translation for a course in Hinduism. Uh, and I read different translations and I figured out on my own what the Bhagavad Gita is saying is surrendered to Krishna. This was, I thought it was my original understanding <laughs> because the teacher were, they were all impersonalists. Uh, and I put that in the paper I was writing on the Bhagavad Gita and I, and I got a B instead of an A because I said that. <laughs> <laughs> 
So you, I, I got a, a lower grade, but I knew it's what the Bhagavad Gita was saying. I just said, well, that's what it's really saying is swim to Krishna. And you know, when I said that, wow, see what the Bhagavad Gita is doing, is telling us to surrender to Krishna. You know, I should do that. And I sat at my dining room table with this, you know, paperback Gita in front of me, and I went like this, surrender, surrender, surrender. <laughs> then I looked up and nothing happened. <laughs> but I really did that. And then, within two weeks, I'm walking across campus and I hear ching, 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 ching. <laughs> and the first time I saw devotees on, uh, on Haridam Sanjitan, like what, 60, 66 or 67, 67 I think. So that, that's what, uh, it, it worked like that. But I remember sitting there going, surrender, not, not knowing, well, now what do I do? <laughs> And, you know, Dr. Dasgupta gave me a, a B instead of an A. In graduate school, you only have two grades, A and B, you know. C is a flunk. <laughs> anyway, you, you, Krishna will reciprocate if you really want him. And I did, as it turned out. So, uh, another thing is, uh, when we are uh, thinking about Krishna, sometimes... Uh, Something happens to you, you know, sometimes I get scared of that situation. You know, uh, unknowingly or knowingly, consciously or unconsciously, we just, you know, I mean, a lot of deals, you know. I mean, is it a positive thing or a negative thing? Mm -hmm. I don't understand the question. Well, when we are meditating or thinking about yeah. Krishna, uh, sometimes, you know, uh, I mean, there is a overwhelming feeling of emotion. Mm -hmm. Is it a positive signal that we are approaching Krishna, mm -hmm. with me, or guiding me, or is it just, you know? Well, I would just keep on going. <laughs> I would, I, I, if you're not sure, just keep on going. Just, you know, one should always try to increase one's service, I, I think. Uh, and some, sometimes things will come up we're not quite sure what it is or where it comes from but you know uh, uh, just we know what we have to do to increase our service we come attached to Krishna detached from Maya just, just keep doing that and, and then um, if you're not sure about something you'll, you'll find out You'll see. You'll see. Uh, I don't. I. In the beginning, you can't rely too much on feelings. You can't. Not sure what where where this is coming from. But you do have the regulations and the orders of the spiritual master. What to do? I should just follow those. And uh, uh, then we'll see. The actual spiritual feelings. Um, they come from. Uh, a part of ourselves that uh, is not manifest in material life. Uh, and, and when spiritual feelings come, it seems as if these are coming from some unknown place in myself. They're qu qualitatively different uh, from, from, from just material emotions, the attraction and aversion to, based on sense gratification. Uh, and, and so gradually the spiritual our spiritual identity becomes revealed as Krishna becomes revealed to us we also become revealed to ourselves because what I think of by now by the reflexive pronoun myself is my not self it's this body and this mind uh, 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 and, uh, and so uh, I also become revealed in my, my actual spiritual identity that will happen at the same time. Uh, and uh, there, it's dead. Spiritual feelings are very, very different from materials. But the same words are used there, bliss, ecstasy, you know. I mean, you can feel ecstasy on a roller coaster, but that's not spiritual. <laughs> How long do we have to go here?
I don't know what people feel in kirtan exactly. You know, sometimes it may be spiritual, sometimes it may be they're just into the drum beat or you know something like that. Right. But, but it's it, Well, the 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 the, I, the 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 spiritual feelings uh, comes from seeing that Krishna is happy. Uh, uh, material feelings, uh, I'm the center of enjoyment, uh, uh, and spiritual feelings is I'm concerned with pleasing Krishna. Uh, and Prabhupada writes at the end of the Chaitanya Charitamrita, uh, at least an advanced devotee has no way of experiencing happiness except by seeing that Krishna is happy in all respects. So our happiness has to come from seeing that Krishna is happy. And it's very unselfish. If my, my misery makes Krishna happy, then that misery becomes my happiness. It's, it's very, very different. Okay? I guess we should get on with the program. Yeah, oh, that's okay. Thank you very much. Thank you.